Welcome to Smashing It. This is the podcast that will help you smash it in your own life. That means living with power, freedom, and breaking through any mental obstacles and barriers that are in your way. Join transformational life coaches John Prince and Chris Finn as they have deep conversations that will open up your mind to new possibilities. One of the things that me and Chris have noticed in people that are extremely effective in life, and we've seen this in a lot of our clients, is that they have one common ability that they all apply the most, and it sets them apart from the majority of people. And this one ability is the ability to take action and take action quickly. Because when you are taking action quickly, you're getting a whole bunch of experience. And what this creates for you is confidence, self-trust, just you learn more, you grow more. There's so much to it versus being stuck in inaction and being in that analysis paralysis. Let me think about it. Let me put it off. And um, being in action, being in inaction, give us completely different experiences of life. And today we're going to be talking about what it takes to get into action, uh, how you can do that and what a difference it will make for your life. So you can go from being stuck in that procrastination and move towards being an inspired action taker Mm -hmm. i think action is like i used to call it the least sexy part of transformation and then actually you and i had a conversation i completely changed my mind on it like action is the bit that makes the difference you can have all of the insights in the world you can have the most positive helpful mindset in the world but if you don't take action you don't create results and performance in life yeah, nothing nothing moves without action. <laughs> Imagine a footballer being on the football pitch and they're like the best footballer in the world in their head. They know every single strategy, all the formations, where the ball's going to go. They've been taught everything and they get on the pitch and they don't kick the ball. They just stand still. It'd be, they'd be the worst footballer in the world, right? And uh, that we delude ourselves into thinking that we can think about things and uh, they'll change. And obviously you've got the law of attraction, things like that, where, you know, the law of attraction is a very powerful perspective to take on. Um, we were talking, I think, in the previous episode about how you'd never been asked that question of what do you really want? It's such an amazing question. And it was one when I first started learning about personal development, the law of attraction. And I asked myself, what do I really want? Wow, I've never asked myself that. I never think about what I like or what I want or where I want to go. And these are really empowering questions to ask. And they point us in the direction of what we want versus trying to avoid what we don't want. And the reason I'm mm. talking about this is because when we're in inaction, we typically think about, well, that'd be a good idea. Well, that's what I want. And then boom, we're immediately met by all of the reasons why it might not work out or it might go wrong or whatever. It's self-protection is why we do it. And when I first got into like the law of attraction, it just got me focused on what, let me keep focusing on what I want. And even when it doesn't work out, I'm going to refocus on what I want and act from that place. And it's incredible. You like make things happen really quickly, but the, the part most people do miss, which we're now seeing is the sexy part is the action. You know, even in the law of attraction, the word action is actually in the word attraction. You have to act, be it, do it in order to attract what you want. And um, this is where all breakthroughs happen. This is where we become who we want to become. It doesn't happen without any action. Now, Chris, you're someone uh, I admire as a massive action taker. You don't mess about, you know, we have an idea and you've already 
implemented it with, before we've put the phone down. Tell me about um, where did your where did your action taking start? Was it something that was natural for you? So I agree with you that I am an action taker and, I, and I've noticed myself that's what sets me apart from my peers is I will have an idea, I will have an insight, I have a perception and I will almost immediately take action. And then so many people have said to me in my past, like, have you done that? Have you done that so quickly? And some people have accused me as being lucky as if it's some passive thing. But every single result I've got in life comes down to an action. And I've grown as a coach quicker than sort of anyone I know because I've just taken action. And I'll tell you exactly where it comes from. I remember being something like 15, 16, and there was someone that I was very impressionable to this person and they said, if you can do something and you want to do something and you can do it in five minutes or less, just do it now. If it occurs to you that this action will be helpful to you and you can just do it in a minute or less, a couple of minutes, five minutes or less was the rule, I think, just do it. And I took that on as a rule for life and I do it. And it served me really, really well. I find if I don't do that, I might fall into the trap of, thinking about it, procrastinating. Well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What would that then mean about me? And if you think about it too much, then it leads to inaction. And yeah, it's just served me really, really well. Yeah, I, I love that. I've I've heard the like the two minute rule, if you can do it or two minutes in two minutes or oh, less, yeah. then get on and do it. And I think that sounds similar. And it's it's a great rule because we've that thing could be done and out of the way, but when we don't do it, it stays in our head and um, it takes up mental capacity. There's a um, common phenomenon in psychology called the Zygonic effect, where um, it's essentially about open loops. If you have a task that is not completed, you will remember it and think about it for a long time. There's a famous, um, the the lady that discovered this, Bloomer Zygonic, was in a um, beer garden in Germany and uh, observing one of the waiters there. And she was blown away by the fact that this waiter could remember every single person's order from the table, what they'd had, break it all down. And she was like, how, how is he doing this? And then the table would go and then he would forget all of the orders. And they just couldn't, they, they wanted to research it and find out. And what they discovered was that while the table was open, it was important to him and he knew that he had to, it needed to be completed. So he remembered it all. But once it was completed, then he could let it all go. And by taking these quick actions, we're getting things done. And then it's out of our head. We don't have to think about it. It's not another thing that's, oh, I still have to do that later on. So it's freeing up a lot of, of mental space. Is this where the eat the frog thing comes from? Do you know about the eat the frog thing? Yeah, doing the hardest task first thing in the it, day. It, it's weird, but I'll just show it now that I've said it. But I, I think I heard this on some corporate training once. Um, the idea is that, I don't know why it's a frog, but let's say you have to eat something disgusting. <laughs> For some reason in the story, it's a frog. Not I eat frogs, but apparently the French do. And you've got 24 hours in which you have to eat this disgusting thing. Generally speaking, there's two types of people. There's the type of person that would like get on and eat it straight away so that it's done and dusted. And you might have a lingering taste in your mouth, but at least you can then clean your teeth and have some sweets or something. It's done. You don't have to think about it. And the other type of person would like, wait for the last minute before they eat it. And but for that 24 hours or 23 hours and 58 minutes, they're thinking and dwelling and ruminating and worrying about how disgusting this thing is going to be. And it kind of gets in the way of their life. 
and then they eat it and they've still got the lingering taste but the build up to it was just unendurable and it, this again really stuck with me because i learned this when i was also very young as well is that just don't get stuck in your head too long you know yeah you might not be able to do the thing within five minutes and it might be an ongoing project but overthinking is often you know the the cause of the inaction and i don't like to think about things too much and again that's something that i think really helps me is i just get in action because i don't think too much about failure i'm open to taking risks because i might make mistakes and i do actually quite frequently and i might fail at something but what i don't do which i think where people a lot of people get stuck is i don't make it mean something about me i've i've made i could literally give you three mistakes i've made just this week where things have maybe gone not the way i wanted them to go and things have gone pear-shaped i don't make it mean something about me in fact i had a, an amazing quote just yesterday I, I emailed someone for some technical support on something and the quote at the bottom of their email blew my mind and i hadn't had it before and it was something like winners are losers that just tried one more time mm. And I really like that because someone recently asked me, how do you have a successful business? I'm really struggling at the moment. And they're thinking about giving up. Now, if they give up, they've failed. Their business hasn't worked. If they keep trying, at some point, it will probably likely be a success. And then they're going to be a winner. So I, I really like that. A winner is a loser that just tried one more time. Yeah, I love that. It's The thing about action as well is you will make mistakes and fail. But yeah. it makes it okay the more you do it. Whereas when you're in in it, when you're in inaction, so you're not taking action, it ramps up the fear of failure because you're thinking that oh, it's, if I fail, uh, it's going to be awful, and you've got all these ideas about it versus just failing, learning, and, and growing. You know, someone who's um, famous for this is Michael Jordan, who is willing yeah. to make lots of mistakes and create a lot of success. And one of the things I noticed in um, a documentary about him, The Last Dance, was that. They asked him is he, if he's worried about missing a shot. And he said, why would I be worried if I've not taken the shot yet? He's just staying in the present and being and taking action. It's such a present mindset of, of doing. Yeah. And uh, when you're taking action that much, you're not in your head. And this is the fun part. It's when we're sat around anticipating things, our yeah. brain will talk us out of things um, and it will create a whole bunch of stories that um, create fear. And we can have a lot of fearful thinking about it. And um, that's where the phrase, you know, stay in your head, you're dead. Because you do, you kill, yeah. you kill the ideas, you kill the possibilities that you could be leaning into. And um, I I personally was, I would overthink everything. And I didn't realize I was doing it until I started to do the work on myself and really see it present. I would go in a card shop to to buy a card for someone. And I'd spend <laughs> half an hour to an hour getting the perfect card because the longer I thought about it, like, Oh, but these words aren't really the the right words for them. And what if they don't like the color and what if this one isn't right? And it's, it's, it was ramping up a need to do things perfectly and get it right, which reinforces the idea that it's not okay to make mistakes. And this is a, it's a very stuck way of being. And I know this cause I know it extremely well. And now I've got the ability to walk into a card shop and pick up a card and think that's not the perfect one, but it's pretty darn good. Here's something that I like about it. Um, mm. And I'm going to go and get it. And then I'm going to walk out. And I, I encourage myself to do things imperfectly and do them faster because I don't want to get stuck into that habit pattern that I was in before. And, and one, mm. tool, one tool that I found really useful with this, that I discovered 
was um, from Mel Robbins. You've got the five second rule. And I found this really useful for those quick ones. Uh, it's not, this isn't a, a tool that you use on the longer project, but when you need to get into action quickly, it's really useful. So the tool, the five second rule is you count from five to one in your head. And then when you hit one, you take an action. So that might be sending the email or uh, making the call or taking the first step that you need to do or sitting down to meditate, whatever it is. And I started applying this and um, it got me out of my head because I knew mm. that the resistance would be there. I wouldn't want to do it. And um, <laughs> there was a time when uh, the first time that I met um, my now wife's dad, he was over from America and uh, we literally came and we had dinner at our apartment. And the next morning, um, my wife, my now wife's in, in the shower and we were sat there, um, me and her dad. And I was like, I knew I wanted to ask his permission to marry her. I didn't know when I was going to like propose to her, but I knew that I wanted to do it on that trip. And I didn't know when I was going to get a chance to be alone with him. So immediately all the ideas are coming in my head. You've just met him. He's going to think you're crazy. This is a bad time. Maybe do it later. All this is just designed to keep me safe and not look bad and, and not be embarrassed or whatever. And so I, I used the rule and I just counted five, four, three, two, one. And I said, Ed, I've got something to ask you. And then, um, asked him the question and and it was great and everything he was really receptive and it was and the rest is history I proposed a number of months later and now we're married two kids all that stuff but <laughs> it was that all these opportunities are happening all the time where we think of something great and then we just sit on it and then we mm. stuck in anticipation and everything and talk ourselves out of it i love that story i really love that i didn't know that i like that um one of the things I found for myself, and I've since now applied it to my clients when I'm coaching, is we're so we're we're often emotion when we're thinking about taking action, we are emotionally at that time reacting to how we think it's gonna go. So one of the things I learned from NLP, neurolinguistic programming, is that our body, our nervous system, feels what we're thinking. It feels our imagination. So if I'm sitting and thinking about taking an action and imagining it go wrong, I'm feeling the my imagination right now. And we then are therefore taking action or not taking action as the case may be, based on how we think we're gonna feel. And then we're feeling it now. And often we get it wrong. We don't know how we're gonna feel. Like you didn't know how you were gonna feel after proposing after asking for mm. Michelle her, her, her dad's blessing, you didn't know how you were going to feel, and you. But I bet you had a prediction about how you were going to feel. Because, but it all depends on what actually happens and what he says or doesn't say. And I think we're always doing this. We're predicting how we think we're going to feel after taking the action, but we have no idea because we don't know how it's going to go. And I think this is the risk taking. Are you willing to take the risk in pursuit of that action because it's important to you? And I think a lot of people aren't willing to take that risk they'd rather stay in their safety their so-called comfort zone that often aren't even that comfortable yeah and what we're making important at that point when we're not taking action is feeling comfortable we're making perceived and i, I really use this word strongly here perceived safety not safety perceived yeah. safety and comfort yeah. the most important thing and i always think of like someone who's an agoraphobic that can't leave the house because they're really terrified of the outside world that's the kind of life that we create for ourselves when we get stuck in an action. Like everybody doesn't act sometimes. Everybody procrastinates, but it's a habit. And the more we do it, the stronger that that muscle gets. And the less we do it, 
you know, you really start getting in an action and you do it for a day, you do it for a few days, all of a sudden it's like becomes easier and easier to do. Exactly. So why don't we invite some homework, some action taking homework for our listeners? Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's one thing that, you know, you listen to this and go, great. So action's good. <laughs> and then <laughs> this gets put on the pile and I'll read another personal development book and then nothing. Exactly. Happens. Yeah. Now I know action's important. Tick. <laughs> okay. So my, my invitation would be to do what I do. And what I learned is if something, if, if you want to do something ultimately, if you know that there's an action that you want to take or you've got to take, and it's going to take you, you pick the number. It could be a minute, two minutes, five minutes or less. Do it now. Get on your phone, do it on your phone. Get get off your sofa, get up, get to get to your desk and do it. It's going to take you two to five minutes or less. And it's going to be a helpful action. And it takes you closer to what you want in life than just do it. Yeah, love it. So, so the call to action to put this into practice is just take something that you want to do that could that would take you two minutes or less and just get straight away from this, do it. Right. Or if yeah. you're listening to this in the car, the moment you get out to your destination, send the email, make the call, do the thing you need to do, set a reminder as quickly as possible. And it will take you less than two minutes to do this. And you'll have already been far more successful than most people that are still thinking about it and not doing it. Yeah. And don't forget, taking action releases dopamine. Taking action feels good. Like there's a study that showed literally, if you have a to-do list and you tick something off it or cross something off it, there's a measurable dopamine hit. It feels good to do stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing. When we're in not taking action, we never get that sense of achievement, accomplishment of getting something finished and getting it done. It's like being in the card shop, thinking about which card I'm going to buy and then leaving the shop without buying it. Go buy the card, get the satisfaction that it's ticked off the list. You've done it. You've achieved something. And if you make a bunch of mistakes along the way, great, because you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff too. Yeah. Once we've had some dopamine, we want more. Dopamine's addictive. Once you're in action, People often stay in action. So yeah. Just do that one thing. And it's, it's useful to remember that motivation follows action. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Motivation exactly. comes after, not before. Great. Cool. Well, that's a, the perfect place to end today's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining. We appreciate you. Um, we also want to let you know about our event coming up in January the 20th, 21st in Christchurch, Christchurch, Dorset. And there will be plenty of action taking. We'll be diving deep into insights that will change your perception and open things up for you. But we're also going to be in action in the event. That's what makes this powerful. It's not just reading a book or thinking about it. It's really being in it. It's like jumping on the bike of what you want so that you can ride it and get a full experience of that. And once you've had that experience, you'll never forget it for the rest of your life. And what I want to offer people is that if you're thinking about making changes or you're thinking about coming to the event, the most important action is that first step in doing it. It's the same with coaching. You know, we've both worked with coaches and do work with coaches. And that first thing before, I remember the first time I hired a coach, I was terrified. And the breakthrough was in hiring them and taking the action and saying, right, I'm going to make a bet on myself. And so anyone considering um, joining us for the event, the key action is to just take that first step, either reach out to me or Chris, say hi, um, get some more information about it or dive in feet first and sign up and come make the changes and uh, don't look back. Beautiful. Thanks, John. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you soon.
We appreciate you for joining the conversation today. If you want to connect with John, you can find him on Instagram at The Perception Coach. And you can also find Chris on Instagram, Chris Finn Coaching, that's with two N's. And feel free to give us any feedback on these episodes and also for any recommendations of what you would love to hear more about up in the future. Keep it real and we'll catch you soon.